Welcome to David Nagel's Art of Success Business School. You are about to get a glimpse behind the curtain of David's massively successful income acceleration principles as he shows you how to approach your business with innovative growth strategies that are grounded in accurate thinking and result in high-end sales. And here is the man himself, David Nagel. The next thing that you have to do is you have to remove time from the factor. Time does not exist. It's relative. Einstein pointed that out. The problem with time, though, is that we use it as a unit of measurement for virtually everything that we do. It's kind of like air. It's everywhere, but it's nowhere. Right? We use it for everything, but it's not really there. So, what does that mean? What it means is that when we set a goal for ourselves, if you're going to set a goal to turn your monthly income into an annual income, um, what you're going to do is you're going to measure that with time. You say, well, I'm going to do this and I want to achieve it by this date. Any time that you use time as a measurement to set a goal, simultaneously you create space. You can't have one without the other. That's what Einstein was talking about. So now you have an inherent problem that you don't even realize is there. And here's what the problem is. Wherever we create space, we, all, we immediately fall into another one of nature's laws. And that is called the vacuum law of prosperity. Nature abhors a vacuum. So anything that has a space gets filled automatically. The question is, not that it gets filled, but what do we fill this space with? What everybody fills this space with when they set a goal is this. How? The problem is that our how is based on past experience. So your strategy to achieve a new goal is largely based on what your past experience is. That's your how. What you don't realize is that you don't know that you're filling the space with this strategy, right? So you can even buy a new strategy. Say, oh, I'm going to use a new strategy to achieve this goal. But how you approach that strategy hasn't been addressed. So you fill the same space with the old how, even if you have a new strategy. Because the one thing that you can't remove from the equation is you. You can take two people from different backgrounds and put one opportunity in front of them, one person will see how to make that a multi-million dollar opportunity, the other one will see how it's a victimization and blame situation and they will turn out to be totally victimized by it. And they will spend the rest of their life creating a story about how they were victimized by that situation, trying to sue all kinds of people, and for the other person it was a blessing, one person it's a curse. What is it? It is, how are we programmed to look at the opportunity? What are we going to fill that space with? We have to realize that our entire being of who we are is nothing more than the story of who we think we are. If you removed your story about who you think you are, there would be nothing left. But what is your story based on? That's the problem that you're facing. And that's going to be your homework for tonight. Your homework for tonight is to determine what is the story that makes up you. So 
you have a choice. You can go to the bar tonight. You can go chit-chat down in the lobby. You could do all kinds of things that are not productive, or you could sit up in your room, you could order yourself some dinner, and you could sit there with a legal pad and a pen, and you could ask yourself the question of, what is the story that makes up me? Who do I think that I am from a productive, not like, who do you think you are? Who do I think I am? Because what you find out that really becomes disturbing when you actually look at it is that most of who you think you are is based on what other people told you you are and not who you decided to be. It is really a rare thing that a person says, you know something? I have no interest in being who my parents told me to be, who my priest told me to be, who my uncle told me to be, who the neighbors told me to be. I'm going to be from head to toe, inside and out, value systems, beliefs, passions, emotions, thinking, who I choose to be. And you know as well as I do that there's hardly anybody walking around like that. Because we're scared to death of being that person. See, at least if, we're, if we will be who other people told us to be, we won't be rejected. You've got to think about who are you, really? If you were born to be a success, but you're being what other people told you, no wonder you're having a problem. You see, you don't see that happen in nature. If a dandelion told an oak tree it couldn't be an oak tree, it would never be an oak tree. It would try to be a dandelion. But nature doesn't have other pieces of nature telling it that it can't be what it was created to be. So it grows into the most magnificent oak tree or dandelion or dolphin or whatever that it was created to be. Here's another thing that you don't see in nature. You don't see half of anything in nature, which is pretty interesting because the architect of the universe created everything as a whole. The only form of life that perceives less than a whole are human beings. Half of anything is something that we create. You don't see half an elephant walking down the street, right? So when we are in need of something, it's because we created ourselves to be in need of something. It doesn't mean that it's not there. And the only reason that we perceive that it's not there is because other people told us that it's not there. We've got to stop believing in the shortage that other people believe in. It is not benefiting you. When you don't have it, you do have it. That idea can become maddening. It can become maddening. Every time you find yourself saying, I don't have it, also say, I do have it. But that means I do have it. By the end of the day, you'll want to punch yourself in the side of the head. You have to realize you cannot have one without the other. It's an impossibility. But what you do is you start to train yourself to see something that you don't currently see. I can look into your life and instantaneously show you where to find the resources that you will swear up and down do not exist for you. The only difference is you probably won't like where I find them, and you probably won't do what I ask you to do to acquire them. But it doesn't mean that they're not there. Because I know, without a doubt, if you have the desire, it must be there. And I don't even need to know the circumstances of your life. That's not important. That's not important. 
It's kind of like this. Think about it like this. A person, this is because this is the whole idea of how deadly ignorance can be for a person, right? You could take a person, put them in a desert, and the person's in the desert, and they can literally die of thirst. Would you agree? But that doesn't mean that there's not water in the desert. All it means is that they don't know how to get to the water that's in the desert. There's water in the air, but they don't know how to get the water out of the air and into a form that they can actually drink. Now, there might not be a lot of it, but it is there. But see, it doesn't matter if they don't know. They still suffer the consequence. But it doesn't mean the water isn't there. But somebody that's a survivalist that actually knows how to get the water out of the air and into a container where they can drink it, they would survive being in the desert. Well, somebody else that didn't know would die. Because the appearance is the water isn't there. It's just like the money. The money is always there. Anytime you experience a shortage of money, you've got to realize that's not what the problem is. And you've got to tell yourself that. Because it's very easy to get sucked into what you think the problem is. That's not the problem. Going from 20000 to 60000 or going from 60000 a year to 60000 a month, or a million or a million a month, or $10 million or $100 million a month, that's never the problem. If you have the desire to do it, the way to do it's already there and it's in your life right now. If you ask yourself, well, how do I do that? That's not the problem. The problem is very simple. You need to make a decision to do it and be willing to do whatever the goal dictates must be done for the achievement of the goal. You want to write that down. And you don't ever want to forget it because it is the key to success. The laws are not going to change because you don't like them. The laws are not going to change because you don't agree with them. If there's only one way to condense the water out of the air so that you don't die in the desert, it's not going to change because you don't like it. You know, that's the old ancient text about wisdom, right? It's about knowing what you can change and what you can't and giving you the ability to accept what you can't change as part of your life. People think that the laws are very stringent. You know, there's, a, there's an old biblical quote that says, straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads unto life, and few there be who find it. Well, few there be who find it is because people are so damn resistant, they think that because the gate is straight and narrow, that that means that they can't be who they are and express themselves and do all those things when they don't realize that it, it will allow them to do all those things beyond their wildest imagination that you're not doing it now because you're living in somebody else's gate. Yes? Say again. You said make a decision, and then I couldn't hear the rest. You have to be willing to do whatever the goal dictates okay. is necessary for the achievement of the goal. We don't know what we have to change, what we have to do, what we have to stop resisting when we set a goal. The goal dictates the growth. The goal dictates the growth. Right, Mary? So people are always saying, I need to grow into my goal. Right? I need, or I need to grow before I can reach this. No, you have to set it first, and then it dictates what has to be done. So that's why the excuse of I'm not there yet never works. Right? Right? 
Because you never can get there until you set the goal, because the goal is what dictates what you have to grow to get there. But that's not how we've been taught in average society. Average society has basically taught us how to achieve anything by how we've gone to school. That's where we get that methodology from. I'm going to go to school all year long, I'm going to study, and then I get the grade. And then only when somebody else promotes me do I get to go to the next level. But if you're a business owner, if you're an entrepreneur, promotion comes from within. You get to dictate when you're promoted, how much you make, how often you work, who the people are that you work with. That's it for this episode of David Nagel's Art of Success Business School. If you're a business owner who's hearing more no's from ideal clients than expected, go now to www.salesstrategyreview.com to claim a complimentary one-on-one session with one of David's trained sales coaches and learn what you can do right now to accelerate your sales and income. We trust you enjoyed this edition of David Nagel's Art of Success Business School. And until next time, just believe.